and live from World Village, one of the internet's first virtual communities. We are virtually here, and we are going to go down under to visit with the Drop Bears Tree Diving Club. We're going to welcome Rob Pryor, legendary Marvel artist to the show to talk about the Stan Lee collection. And there is uh, just a, a few games that are blowing up in the blockchain space and one of them is splinterlands well welcome back one of the founders agroed to the show it is the nifty show episode number 103 let's go looking into the future what do we see it's lined with digital collectibles we call them nfts games trading cards digital art and those crypto kitties joel and zach are the hosts you'll know joel and zach say this will Yes, I am Joel. This is Zach. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, and I'm not attempting a European accent today. It's, although sometimes you do accents. Sometimes I do, but it, it really happens off the cuff. It's always out of the blue. It's never like indirect reference to something. It's just suddenly I'm French or what, what have you. Well, isn't that the, the best? I think spontaneous accents are the best accents. Spontaneous accents, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is so much happening, Zach. I mean, just on our end. Uh, yeah, between... you don't have to tell me. I am I am just constantly on this roller coaster. It never stops. I'm dreaming about it eight hours a night. It's, it's never ending. You get eight hours of sleep a night? I do, somehow. That's that's really amazing. Um, we've got some fantastic guests with some amazing projects coming. Those of you that are watching the show live, whether it's on YouTube or on Twitter, formerly known as Periscope, or on one of the Facebook pages or Twitch or wherever you are, uh, we invite you to come to the Hero HQ Discord. You want to join in there because that's where the giveaways and community happen at badcode.in forward slash discord or uh, discord.gg forward slash hero hq is the place to go uh, so a number of months back met a gentleman from down under go by the name of matt and matt makes the best damn tasty corn chips well the, the damn tasty corn chip are they're like you can't actually eat them they're nfts but he's back with a new collection called the Drop Bears Tree Diving Club. Matt, good day, mate. Good day, boys. How are you? Good. It's like it, it, it is truly early for you. It's tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's tomorrow at 8 a.m. Okay. Well, that's good to know that tomorrow is arriving then because you're already there. Yeah. Well, I've got my time machine today, so I'll, um, I'll make sure you see that by the end of the show. But before we jump to the new project, I need to know, are the best damn tasty corn chips going away or are they just starting to get crunchy? No, they're, they're going to get crunchier. Uh, well, I've completed two phases of the corn chips and uh, at, uh, in saying that, that's uh, the end of series one and series two will be um, commencing halfway through next year. Will there be any cool ranch in it? Two will be... Uh, as as long as you ask for it nicely, I'll put it in there. And um, <laughs> any other sauces you, or dips you need, I'll quite happily chuck in a, chuck in a tub. I'll compile a list. Good. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump to the new project 
which uh, people can find at dropbearstreediving.club. First of all, what is a drop bear? Like it sounds like, you know, I dropped my beer. What is somebody pick it up? Well, a drop bear is the uh, meat-eating cousin of the koala. Uh, it's something that we tell tourists that it actually exists in the trees and they have to do stupid things to avoid them. And um, uh, we always like scaring tourists with deadly creatures that we don't actually have because we've got 10 million times more deadly creatures that we do actually have that will actually scare them if they see them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an enormous irony. You've got like two foot long spiders, but uh, no, the, the <laughs> mythical marsupial or, or whatever kind of classification the drop bear is, that's what tourists need to be worried about. That's amazing. Yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a, uh, a video here on the main page, and I want to go ahead and play this. I have not seen it all, but I, you know, you're one of the guys that like all you got to do is tell me you're doing something, and I trust you implicitly that you've got a cool roadmap. So let's uh, let's give this here a gander. Oh, g'day! My name's Baz. I'm a drop bear. I might look like one of those cute vegan koalas, but a drop bear prefers meat, and that's why I'm here today. Since this fucking COVID bull started, us drop bears are starving. Our main food supply got scarce the moment they stopped letting the tasty fucks into our country. As a result, we've had to feed on some local foods. But they're so tough, it's like chewing on fucking jerky. All we want is a tender tourist to walk under our branch and it'll be like dining at Salt Bay. Anywho, once the gates swing back open at the airports, We've decided to help give the tourism industry a kick in the bum by giving a couple of you drop bear fans a holiday on the east coast of Australia. All you got to do is become a member of the Drop Bear Tree Diving Club by buying one of these cute NFTs on the Wax blockchain. Once they're all sold out, you'll be in the running to snag a couple of tickets to my neck of the woods. And to show we're good sports, when we sell half of the NFTs, we'll donate $10,000 to our koala cousins. Oh, thanks, Barry. Yeah, no worries, Des. So go to club for more info. And when you get here, let us know when you're planning on experiencing one of our great bushwalk tracks. I'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. <laughs> uh, meet Barry. Barry's our representative. <laughs> And you didn't catch it there because I think the video might have been a bit too small. But that little thing he was doing at the end, he was trying to be the Salt Bay guy, salting the uh, uh, the bush track underneath. I was, is is Salt Bay an Australian resident? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I think I think he's over your end of the world. Oh, got it. Nine billion possible combinations. Nine point three billion. Uh, six thousand six hundred sixty-six are going to be minted. And they're $25 in wax. No gas. I mean, try getting any one of one on Ethereum for $25. I mean, sometimes you can get a free item plus gas, which is still 130 bucks, right, to get it. So um, you guys are taking this approach on wax and can see all the dates here. So let's talk about the roadmap or the track map, as it were. Um, so at 10%. Um, we're going to basically talk to the community and and ask them what they would like us to be involved in. So we've already got a plot in uh, the Uplift world, and we had a professional Minecraft builder 
uh, small town cowboy actually build us a clubhouse in a tree. Uh, I'll send you the coordinates uh, if people want to go and visit there. Um, that will be um, completely like active. You will be able to buy beers over the bar, um, buy NFTs that we hang on the wall via a um, QR code. Um, yeah, so anything that anyone wants there, 25%. Uh, we're actually going to build it on our website as well. So what you see behind me, if in case you don't have Uplift, um, you'll be able to do it all on an interactive um, page on our site. 40% we haven't quite decided yet. And again, if, if we get to uh, 40% in the next couple of days, we're going to put it to the community. Uh, and then when we sell half of them, 10 grand goes to the Australian Koala Foundation. Um, and yeah, and basically we start on the um, the skateboards and um, which we're going to give away in real life as well. One goes to, the, to an artist. There's a one of one skateboard it available in there of each one of the artworks that you'll see if you clicked on the, the learn more button. We'll be producing three of those in real life. One will get sent to the artist, one will get sent to the NFT holder, and one will um, be uh, hung up in the actual clubhouse in my home. <laughs> so, um, Oh my gosh, I just saw something. I just spotted an Easter egg. <laughs> you just spotted it, huh? I just spotted it like just now. I just like, I, this is the first time I've been to this page and I just spotted the Easter egg right Dude, there. I love, I love all of those. There's one for Travis too. G Dutch J C S T. No. What is that? If you, if you looked up towards the right end of that beam. Yeah. There's, there's one that says uh, Travis W on it. Wait, how come I'm yeah, missing you, that? There, you're on a, a different page. Oh, there's one that says uh, drop bears is one that says gas sucks. Wait, so you have different you have different uh, license plates on different pages of the website? No, no, it's um, oh, oh, I might have actually changed. I might yeah, have I'm, actually changed one. I'm yeah. looking here on the, the deck collabs. Oh, is this also on in the room? Uh, ah, yeah, yep, there it is. I there see it go. right there. And there's wax and <laughs> nice. How yeah. fun. Well, thank you for that. That's a, that's a very nice tribute. And uh, I noticed over here, you've got the, the damn tasty corn chips vending machine too. Hopefully it's yeah. not out of order. No, that will, that will be in order. Um, we're going to leave a few shelves empty for other people who want to sell their NFTs out of uh, that vending machine. Yeah. Um, again, with like with the bar as well, you'll be able to buy beers over the bar, which we're going to use as like the beer tokens are going to be the raffle tickets or entry into games that we're going to have um, hopefully on a weekly basis, uh, depending on what the community is after. But yeah, we're basically letting the community decide most of those details. I've already got the ideas. I just, I just want to know how much they want these ideas to be in their lives. Look at these guys, Zach. Some of them are like ferocious. They're furious. Some of them are more chill. I would hope so with, with that many combinations, like we're, we're going to see a, hell of a lot of visual diversity in these yeah only 6,666 were created out of those 9 billion but um but yeah i've gone through every single one of them to look at them uh, i had a friend named scott daniels he uh he built a random generator out of nothing and um and we we put them in and saw them pop out and yeah the, the, some of the some of the combinations that have come out the tra of the traits is unreal. They, they're really funny. Do you have a, a favorite attribute or two? Yeah, the beer, of course. Um, there's uh, cool. there's one holding a schooner of beer. Um, but I think the skateboard part aspect of this 
um, is my favorite sort of aspect of it because um, uh, there's a whole bunch of skateboards being held by these guys, but there's only a few artworks that I've uh, collaborated with a couple of other artists and um, they're one of ones in the in there. So once someone owns that uh, NFT and we get to 60%, we're going to um, yeah, produce those skateboards and, and give it to, one to the artist, one to um, uh, the holder and one staying here. These are the gift boxes that people will be able to purchase. And then if you go to the collection on Atomic, which is linked on the site, you can see all of the different uh, bears that are in the collection. <laughs> this guy. And you can just kind of scroll through and go, oh, I hope I get that one or I hope I get that one. Um, you can see all the craziness here. And of course, it would take you a long time to go through all of them because mm -hmm. there's 6,666 of them. He's got beer right there. The bear Beer's with the beer. Yep. A drop bear with a drop beer. Just don't drop it. Exactly. He's got some <laughs> toast. What's this one holding right here? A meat pie. That's distinctly. Is that Vegemite? Oh, my gosh. It's not possible for there to be an Australia-themed NFT release without Vegemite involved in some capacity. <laughs> look, there's there's some culture to these guys um, that you that you might look you might look at these things and go what is that and you'll learn something that's a part of the Australian staple diet. Like we've got there's a piece of bread there with uh, I don't know if, what you guys call it but hundreds and thousands they're like the little colorful sprinkles that are made of sugar. Uh -huh. um, we yeah that's it we we butter bread and we we throw a whole bunch of those on there and cut them up and give them to kids at kids parties so they riot what, oh. what do you call that fairy bread fairy bread okay yeah. that nice. i definitely just learned something I, i'd eat fairy bread i'm like all over that any any time you put sugar on anything it's like i'm um, you know count me in I'm, I'm good to go so some people might be a little confused if they are in the NFT space and have seen drop bears already on Ethereum and that we even got confused because I did not give proper direction to our producer to give to the graphic illustrator and on the show card, at least the first version, we've got the wrong drop bears. So maybe, you know, first of all, you can laugh at me for messing it up. And secondly, maybe you can tell us about the distinction between the two besides Ethereum and wax. Sure. Um, uh, just so quickly, what happened was um, I was working on these this koala idea and um, saw that koalas had been done to death and uh, yeah, try, I tried to make things a bit different and called them the drop bears. And just as I was finishing off the artwork, I got a message from a guy named Reese who is a part of the team over on the Ethereum drop bears. Awesome dude. Like that, honestly, if you're on if you're on ETH, buy buy one. These, these guys are unreal the community's funny as you, you'll you'll love it um uh yeah basically he, he let me know that he was releasing drop bears in the next week and i was like oh oh man like, <laughs> well i'm not the first but um you know we we spoke um we we're very civil about the whole thing and said you know what you know no one has to do anything we'll just we'll keep chugging along um and we'll support each other. I've bought a couple of these. I'm a part of their community. I've um, collaborated with them. I've um, I've drawn a couple of backgrounds for them that they'll be releasing soon. And uh, we've got one of theirs up on the wall there behind me. That orange skateboard is one of theirs. Um, we'll be giving one of those away. Yeah. So so you know 
we're not we're not related but we're supporting each other the guy lives an hour away from me so um yeah it, it's pretty cool to find people within there but yeah the, the 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 difference between them is their roadmap's totally different um you know they're they're on eth which means you know a higher end um price and um and i'm giving away a, a holiday for two they, they're not <laughs> i mean they're, they're very good with the um with the charity um they've been um spending a lot of money at um, different koala um uh, sanctions so like it's like they're awesome but they are awesome um but yeah we're going a slightly different direction and um and of course yeah we're on wax so we've already got a head start on environmental purposes so you're dropping the bears like they're hot you guys go check it out drop bears tree diving dot club this is the website go support independent developers this is not backed by a big company you know with with a ton of money this is a labor of love and uh, the roadmap is thorough in seeking to over deliver 25 dollars a drop bear you can't go wrong um, go ahead is, i'm assuming you've got a discord or a telegram where people can jump in and, and get whitelisted and such yeah, we've got both. Um, Whitelisting is going to end in the next couple of days. So, um, uh, and the pre-sale is next week on uh, our time. It's the twenty seventh at six a.m. But we we do have this uh, uh, global time widget on our website. So it, um, when you hit that, you, you'll see your time compared to our time anyway. So it'll tell you exactly when it is. Most excellent. Well, Matt, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Best to you as uh, as you do this thing. And holy smack, I'm in to seeing uh, what's going on with that. Cheers, boys. I'm in my time machine. Catch you All right, later. mate. Feel free to, you know, you can stick around if you want to, or you can go off to work. I know you've got that to do as well. So uh, best to you, friend. Yeah, no worries. I've got a couple of people waiting for me behind me. So uh, I'll catch you later. Perfect. Uh, before our, oh my gosh. Um, did, did you guys have that up? Did, did everybody see that or did he get taken down? There he is. He's got a bunch of mates there behind him uh, ready to go. Uh, before we bring our next guest in, I want to give our first shout out today. These uh, these guys here, Void Supernaturals. This is an Onesis product that, uh, that came out um, just a few weeks ago. And these are, they're really cool looking characters. Um, they are basically... Uh, artwork of these kind of mythic type of characters throughout history. In fact, the way they uh, they categorize it um, is that these are 32 characters with four classes, six rarity levels interpreted and imagined by 13 incredible artists from the respected collective. I mean, you got a Ganesha, you got a Jaguar, you got Cyclops, you got Shaka Zulu, Aphrodite, really interesting artwork. And Typically, Zach, the way Onesis does a sale is they do like a two-hour sale and then they close it off. Well, a lot of people missed it and people were FOMOing after the fact on this. And so they decided to open it back up um, for a short time beginning uh, October 26th. They're doing a four-week sale and you can get a link to their blog announcement in our show notes at nifty.show forward slash 103 after the show uh but they they sent us each a pack to open zach oh that's so fantastic are we gonna i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pop mine right now and what you're looking for in here i i think there are 32 supreme cards this is the other reason they really wanted these supreme cards in collector's hands 
And so we'll see if I, I get one out of here. Um, the Supremes. Here we go. Opening it up. Opening it up. There we go. I mean, that is a pack opening right there. And and people missed that. Wow. You know, it, it, it's so easy for high effort projects to just fly under the radar. So honestly, I'm, I'm not that surprised, but it, it is really cool. I, uh, so I, there's a lot of number ones in here. Do you see that? That there's oh, a, there's a wow. lot of variations to these. I think they said there are um, 12,064 card variations and particle uh, three charge particle Easter eggs and more like these guys are taking this very seriously in this, uh, this series. And I did not get a Supreme. I did get commons, uh, uncommons, and it looks like I got a bunch of rares up here as well. Look at this guy. Damn. 12, I got a thousand I, variations. I got a Genghis Khan. <laughs> How glad are you that your mother and I did not name you Genghis? <laughs> you know, I know you're you're expecting me to just knee jerk say no, but Genghis was a badass, so I'm <laughs> I'm not sure I would be that upset. Genghis calm. Do you want? Do you have a pack to open as well? Yeah, I do. Uh, do have you shared your screen? Go ahead and pull uh, it no, up, I and we'll see if Chris can uh, can bring that in while uh, while we're doing that. They're they're selling these on Atomic, but you have to open the packs on Nefty Blocks, and uh, if you go to VoidSupernaturals.com then you can read all about this there. Like I say, they're, um, they're incentivizing people to buy three packs, crack them open, tweet them, share the artwork. And what they're going to do is they're going to give away a GIF NFT of a loop that goes through the rarity levels of one character. So it'll show all of them in this GIF. 16 people are going to win one of these, only 16. So well, that's not gonna- the, same as the Supreme cards, that's a different mechanism. Right. That's a different one. If you get the Supreme, then, you know, that's like a Supreme beef burrito. Okay. Zach's got his, uh, his thing open and, uh, we'll let you take over and go ahead and Chris put him up there. There it is. It's a cool opening video. It's like really lovingly done. No claim with this ID exists. Uh, You know, I had that the first time too. I'm not sure what was up with that. Um, I wonder if there's another way I can approach this. Are you having technical difficulties getting in? It would seem so. Uh, right. Yeah, the pack's been opened, and it's just uh, actually securing the claim. That seems to be difficult. And it's not there. All right. Well, we're not going to see what you got right now. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll report back. My on, pack has uh, vanished into the void. <laughs> on what Zach has. So, guys, go check it out. VoidSupernaturals.com. Go crack a Supreme and maybe you'll get a Supreme pizza with it. All right. I am tickled pink because I've got one of my great friends here. Uh, this guy is not only an incredibly talented artist who has painted for Marvel Comics and for the late, great Stan Lee and a bunch of uh, different films uh, and musicians. Uh, not only is he incredibly talented, but he's also an okay dude. His name is Rob Pryor, and he's here with us now. Rob, how you doing, brother? What's up? What's up, baby? It's all you. Come on. Come on. I'm here. I'm here. Hi. Both have beards. Mm -hmm. Just saying. 
we both have voices and noses. It's amazing. Nope, how- nope, nope, nope. Maybe voices, but I, I'm, I'm. Wait, wait. Okay, yes, noses. How are you guys? We're aces, man. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm actually still trying to figure out the difference between uh, Pacific Standard and Eastern Standard. So, just letting you know. Well, if you think it's confusing now, Travis and I live in, in Puerto Rico, and Zach may be soon, and we have actually, we're on Eastern time right now, but when the clocks change, we don't change. So right now, we're three hours ahead of you, but when you times change, when times change, we're going to be four hours ahead of you. That's really going to mess with you. Oh, man. God, I have trouble tying my shoes, so remembering that's going to be rough. <laughs> that, I still- you're- I tie my shoes like a kindergartner still, by the way. Just everybody should know that. <laughs> I do the two loops and then pull them. I like it. So, Zach, when are you moving out? Uh, probably uh, early December. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to we're, it. We're moving in with your dad as well. My oh, family. I didn't realize it was going to be so crowded. Well, <laughs> we, have a, we have a great closet to shove the whole family into. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> like harry potter under the stairs it's gonna be great dude for those who don't know who you are i kind of you know i I did your bio a little bit there don't be humble tell people what you do and i'm gonna i'm gonna find uh, as you're telling people a uh, a screen that shows you at work i have a i i draw balloon kitties no i um I'm a I'm a painter i've been an artist for for my entire life i've worked for you know, TSR, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, God, everybody. I paint on stage live. Um, this is, yeah, this is a video of me painting. Uh, I did a, a whole line of um, Star Wars, like t-shirts and whatever that went out for a while. And they asked if I'd do a couple paintings, you know, live. So, so I decided to do both of them at the same time. Just saying. Ambidextrous artist. Um, and you know, I, I just, uh, I just love to paint. I love to draw to date. You're the only ambidextrous artist I have ever seen and not just ambidextrous, but literally using both hands at the same time. I've never seen that before. I don't know how anybody paints with one hand. I really don't. I sit there and go, <laughs> how does, how does that work? Um, you're wasting a whole limb here. I mean, use the damn thing. Very inefficient. You know, there was a time, uh, not. No, a few years ago now that I uh, I blew my one of my tendons out and I couldn't use my left hand and I was like oh I'm good I'm ambidextrous I can't paint with one hand very well because I, I sit there and I just freeze up so you, yeah you, not, and you're doing two paintings at once too and you're turning around and sometimes I'll see you put your head up against the painting and close your eyes I'm like I can barely draw a stick figure with my eyes open what what kind of voodoo is this. Uh, uh, tequila. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? It's so funny. I didn't actually realize I shut my eyes when I paint until my wife told me and I still didn't believe her. And, um, then she had to take a picture of, of me doing it. And I was like, Oh, I guess I do. I don't think I'm shutting my eyes. I still see the painting in front of me. So, and when I'm, when I'm turning and stuff like that, by that time, I'm usually so into it that I don't even think about it. So is that a trance-like state? Is it Zen? What what's going on in your in your mind space? I, I think it's the my form of meditation. Honestly, that's that's my my thoughts on it. Is is really it's just my it's 
my, it is, it's my Zen. So when I finally get into it, and usually I have music playing and the music is really loud and the louder the music, the deeper I go. Yeah, you could see there you're rocking out. He's like, ah, I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm <laughs> ping, damn it. Rah! Abba there. Um. <laughs> There's Kevin Smith. He's been on uh, he's been on this show. Oh, Kevin's awesome. Yeah, Kevin. you guys you guys have that in in common. Okay, so the big deal is what's happening um on Mogul this auction that is coming up in a week. It is the, uh, we, we've talked about this on the show before you were going to do a sale through another platform and it, it didn't work out to move forward. And, and now this has been revised and made better. And the legacy collection uh, of Stan Lee is, yeah. is going to be coming out. You were friends with Stan. I was, I was, Stan was, Stan was a cool dude, man. And uh, you know, the thing about Stan is his stories were just amazing, man. The, the, just the, how much history he had within, you know, in geekdom in general was, was amazing, but just sort of his wisdom when, you know, he gave me some of the best advice I'd ever got, or at least he kind of kicked me in the ass with it. Um, you know, he was like, Robbie, you could be the best if you get out of your own damn way. And I, I remember that to this day. Uh, and I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, damn, he's right. So that was it. He was he was absolutely wonderful. He would take the time to talk to you no matter what, no matter who you were, where you were, what you were doing. Didn't matter. If you wanted to talk to him, he'd make the time. And I, you know, I was just lucky enough to do this collection with him. And, um, you know, the collection started with like 20 and he was like, not enough, not enough. And uh, it ended up growing to, I think this collection's 95. But when you say collection, this is something that he commissioned you to do specifically. He, we, we talked about it. And, um, you know, uh, an, another friend of mine actually also sort of, you know, said you should do this. And then when Stan wanted to, you know, do it because he loved cameos. That was the thing. He wanted to be a cameo in everything. So what better than being a cameo in, you know, his favorite comics and then beyond, you know, all the stuff that he created and parts of this collection are, are you know, there are, are comics that he may not have created the characters per se, but those characters, other characters wouldn't have existed without Stan, you know, building the universe that he built. Yeah. And he was very much like a modern Tolkien in terms of laying the foundation for generations of media to come. Oh man. And even I am not going to be able to produce anything without being unable to say, of course I was inspired by Stan Lee's creations. They, they were such a huge part of, of my formative years and he's impacted millions and millions of other people in similar fashion. And think about how many people got drawn into the comic world that were never in the comic world whatsoever by watching the movies. I mean, he, he, you know, not only did he impact like, you know, geekdom in general, comic books in general, but just media in general, you know, there's this, it's just spread so far and it's unbelievable that one man, you know, a legend, did this uh, it's it boggles my mind to this day and every time i had the chance to sit down with him and talk and joke about things or whatever <clears throat> it was always 
it was always just an amazing thing just to listen to him go on and on about things. Huh. Well, the whales are going to come out and play for this because what you have here are one of one artwork featuring Stan Lee that he asked you to create. And each one of them is signed by Stan. If you look down here at the bottom of this one, I can't zoom in, but you could see the signature there. Um, and here's the real kicker. Each one that is one, you're going to get the NFT, but you're also going to get the original piece of artwork. So, I mean, wow. Talk about, talk about valuable. Like this and is not, there's nothing like this in all of fandom. Oh uh, man. And thank you. I, I, some of them are huge. Like there's one that's oh. for a second. Uh, there's one that's, uh, is uh, I think it's in it might be in there it's Hulk 181 which is the first appearance yeah it's Sorry. the the Hulk one there that one is eight foot tall by five foot wide I mean it's just wow you know that, that is a canvas worthy of the name oh man it was that was fun to do but they they started you know I won't say any of my paintings are actually small um but they started, then they kind of grew to the three foot by four foot size. And then they just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's hilarious because I have photos of Stan signing these. And like, he's just little, like the over, bent over, just signing it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, you can see right here. Is this one of the ones that's, uh, that's yeah. going up? Is Daredevil one? Okay, so to give you a sense of uh, perspective here on uh, Rob Instagram, which is at Rob Pryor Art. You'll know he's legit because he's verified. You could see how big this painting is. So they, whoever wins this, they're going to get the NFT, and then you're going to roll this thing up in, in a tube uh, yep. and insure and ship this thing to them, right? Because they've got to somehow get this. This is priceless art. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was important to me that if somebody is, you know, getting the NFT, that they get the original as well, um, because that's the authentic, you know, that's the signature of Stan. It's right there. It's in front of you. And it's it's right there. And that was just such an important thing for me personally. Ah, you're flipping through some of the stuff there. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm going through here. I'm so blown away at what you're able to do. Truly, I can't draw my way out of a paper bag. Oh, I bet you can. I'm going to get a paper bag next time I see you, and we're going to try. It's going to be weird, but, you know. I, I want to highlight, as, as amazing <laughs> as the, the subject material is here, that this is also taking advantage of a, a very simple blockchain use case that we've been talking about for a long time, which is simply having um, verifiable ownership on the trustless system. So now, you know, when someone owns the actual article and they own the NFT that go with it, you know, it's reinforced on blockchain that yes, they are the rightful owner of that physical object. And for something yeah. as priceless as these things, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it was, it was, it, like I said, it was the way to do it. You know, I, I wanted, I wanted to ha let people have that and be able to touch it. And as well as, you know, the NFTs, which, you know, NFTs in general have opened up the world of artists so much and so big that it's just, it's really amazing of where, where it's all going now. So if somebody wants to bid on these, they can go look at the collection. Now you want to go to mogulproductions.com. 
Uh, these are the guys that are putting these up. And how will people be able to bid? Is it um, Ethereum or is it uh, with Dirty Fiat? Can they can they use their Dogecoin? What what can they use? Um, I believe uh, Ethereum and Stars. Stars is the the mogul platforms um, their their coin, mm-hmm. uh, but I also believe it's a uh, Ethereum based as well. Nice. Um, I think that these are going to go for a solid six figures. I'm guessing mids, mid to high six figures, because where can you get something like this? It's just, you're going to have the whales come out to play and go, holy crap, Stanley asked you to do this. And this is a one of one. I, I here, take my money. They're just going to throw it at you. Well, you know, I mean, the, the collection itself just, it, it took, Oh my God, this collection took years and it was years in the making, you know, a, because it just, you know, it was like 20, 40, 50, 60. It just, the number kept growing and growing. Um, but you know, for a long time after Stan passed, I just sort of tucked these away and was like, you know, I, I don't know what I want to do with them. They meant so much to me. And, and, Really, I think now is the time for the world to see them because NFTs are allowing, you know, allowing so many eyeballs to be on them. I, I think it's it's the time. It really is. And Stan would have wanted a- NFTs. He loved technology, loved moving into the future. <clears throat> well, I encourage you guys to check it out. In a few minutes, we're going to welcome our next guest. I have a feeling being a, a fan of uh, this type of stuff himself. He might be over there drooling at it, looking at it uh, right now, as many will be. So, Rob, buddy, appreciate you coming on. And thank uh, you so good much. Good luck with this, my friend. It was great to see you again. And ah, and he's not. Thank you. All righty. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna get to our next guest here in just a moment. I want to uh, to bring up a uh, a launch that's coming up here. This is actually my friend Rob McNeely, who I've known for many years, reached out to me, and you know we get reached out to by a lot of different projects. And he sent me this crappy dot art with a K, crappy dot art, the undead presidents, and I just I had to laugh at them. So these are. Presidents who are still living. Let me see. We got some more pictures here. Yep, we do. So you know, you've got your uh, your your Trump, your Obama. You've got your uh, your Clinton. You've got your your Uncle Joe in here. Done up uh, as un as the undead with different looks, attributes, clothing, and accessories. And uh, you're going to be able to mint these on Ethereum. <laughs> I think that this is something that the entire political spectrum can get behind. I'm, yeah. I'm super done with this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Trump's eyeballs falling on this. I want to see more of them. And it looks like they're not showing us too many yeah. at, at this point. Uh, but what I do like is that they have a charity partner, Zach, and that they're giving uh, 10% of uh, whatever comes in here to their charity partner, Watsi. And this uh, this appears to be a, a worthwhile cause, making healthcare a reality for everyone. You guys can go to crappy art, crappy dot art uh, forward slash undead dash presidents, or go to our show notes at nifty dot show um, forward slash one hundred three, and and check the oh there, there's Rob right there. Or no, I wonder, I wonder which Rob this is. He's probably this Rob, the art director. <laughs> 
I don't know. Any comments? No, I, I, I just love it. It's, it's a great idea. I, I like the charitable cause that's behind it. And I'm looking forward to seeing them floating around on people's profile pictures. <laughs> that's how you get hate, right? It was like <laughs> yeah. profile pictures. It's, it's probably going to invite some malice. <laughs> right. Uh, looks like our, our guest uh, might have had technical issues here, so he'll be back in a moment. But while we're waiting for him, there's one other launch that I want to talk about that is coming up. I believe they're launching tomorrow. And what stood out about this for me is this is on Binance. Binance has their own NFT marketplace and Lucky Duckies. Dot io is going to be launching and these are pegged to uh, to real collectibles you're going to basically buy a blind box of these and i guess uh, duckies are actually part of um, a, a, a brand of collectible consumer electronics ducky makes keyboards and mice um, that are popular in the US, Europe, and Asia. And so lucky duckies come in various levels of rarity from super, super rare to normal. And um, the super, super rare ones are pegged to physical duckies. And they're only, they're only 20 bucks. What? Yeah. 20, 20 buck ducks. 20 bucks. Um, I mean, look, look at these are, I think these are fantastic and they're on Polygon. Uh, they're minting on Polygon so that there's, you know, not going to have to deal with the gas fees. And um, I, I don't see any reason to not go mint some ducks at, at 20 bucks. Go pluck a duck. <laughs> go pluck yourself. There's a, this is a coin telegraph duck. Look at that. That's a coin telegraph duck. So is this one. They, I guess they've got different artists. There's a Satoshi duck and Elon duck. Where's the Joel duck i don't see a joel duck anywhere i would say that this is a travesty but they probably don't have one of those oh my gosh look at uh, look at this this one's trans transparent city duck oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> these are hilarious what the duck oh my gosh i've got to get some ducks so lucky duckies let me see what the drop date get a ducky click here and uh, there are 24,450 sale starts. Uh, just time stamping this live. It is Thursday, the 21st at 544. So this starts um, the morning of uh, Friday, the 22nd. And that's where you guys can get the mystery boxes. And I'm in. I'm buying the ducks. What the duck? Somebody's got to. All right. Let's, our, our guest is with us now, and he is a frequent flyer with uh with the nifty show and bad crypto podcast we're gonna have to punch his card to show that he showed up once again the the one and only jesse agrode from splinterlands.com hey buddy how you been i'm great how are things dude things are rocking everywhere but nowhere nowhere in the universe are they rocking more than at splinterlands.com i mean what the literal f you guys have explodified yeah. yeah, how does the insane meteoric success feel? Um, pretty awesome and really exhausting. Uh, <laughs> really, really happy with our game. Really happy for the community. I, you know, like I, I wake up and think, how do I protect this community? How do I grow this community? And uh, you know, how do we, how do we get as much value back to the people in this community as possible? And to to that end, we've done pretty well. Uh, so now we're up to. I don't know, 1.2 million registered users. We broke 600,000. 
um, paying accounts. We have over 450, I think it's around 450,000 daily accounts playing. It's not, you know, we got like two week seasons. So at the end of the season, it's a little bit more popular than right at the beginning, but you know, we're over 400,000 active users or active accounts and things are freaking crazy. I, I mean, we it, just in the last month, we doubled. Um, so like a, a month ago, we were sitting at 300,000 uh, paying customers. Now we're at 600,000 and um, I don't know, man, this is just, it's a wild ride. Like, like all day, every day, nothing but splinter lands. And, uh, and even then it's just not enough time in the day. How do you scale that? I mean, and you're just getting started. Let's face it. You know, those numbers are impressive in the blockchain space, but compared to mainstream gaming, you know, those are a drop in the bucket and where we're going is mainstream. You know, it's not going to surprise me when Splinterlands has 10 million accounts or 20 million accounts or more. You've got to have that vision. I'm sure now, how do you grow that? How do you get there and be able to manage that? Um, well, I don't, I, if you're acting, asking about like sales and marketing, we've done almost none. I mean, that's, that's one of the most amazing parts of this is that I think our total like marketing budget for the three and a half years we've been here is like 40 grand. Um, we do almost no marketing whatsoever. It's all word of mouth. It's all organic growth because it's all players that are spreading the word. And, you know, once you, once you put a bunch of, you know, once you have a bunch of NFTs, you want all your friends to know about it too. And uh, it's been amazing how quickly they've spread. So from a marketing standpoint, we just have to wake up every single day and say, how do we protect and grow this community to the best of our ability? And uh, that seems to work pretty well. Um, in fact, it's working so well that every so often we, we still have some scaling issues on the servers, like it's it, because that is a technical challenge. And the, the challenge is not insurmountable. It's not like, oh, crap, we're going to go hit some, you know, it, there's no dev in my company that's saying, hey, Agro, we're, we're not going to be able to do this thing or you know, all, everything that we have is like, you know, if you were to take all the code in our game, it would be about as big of a book as War and Peace. So it's a it's a giant amount of code. And a lot of it was written when we still had like, you know, a thousand daily active accounts playing. And, the you know, every so often we run into the next bottleneck of like, okay, this server breaks when there's that many people. And it's not like the code is unfixable. It's not like servers can't handle this level of, of interaction. It's just, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to fix going from, you know, startup code to enterprise level code. And it's just taking us time to get there. But all of that is bullish. You know, like there's nothing better than, uh, you know, servers are slowing down because there's too many people. So uh, it's good code. We have some work to do to get it even better. And, um, but, you know, that, as long as we're doubling every month, uh, there's going to be problems on the server and I'm going to be fairly unapologetic about it. So we, we have to attribute the value of Splinterlands NFTs to something. So I want to pose this uh, hypothesis to you because uh, you were saying, well, word of mouth is, is how uh, the user base grew so rapidly. And I'm thinking, okay, well, why were people talking about it because it's not just that it's cool nfts because you do have these really cool nfts and you have this fun game that you can play with them but something that comes to my mind is the value of lands tokens people saw the market cap blowing up people saw the value of these individual claims going up and they're like dude you have to come look at what these people are doing 
And, and so I think my hypothesis here, because this, this could potentially be a really encouraging message for a lot of, of projects, a lot of creators, is if you focus on providing maximal value through the tokens themselves, a lot of the marketing is going to happen for you. Yeah. I, so my, my, my working thesis is that people are the value. That, that's my working hypothesis. It's people. And those people have to want your stuff and think it's cool and come and visit. Um, and as we've grown, you know, the scarcity is a hell of a drug. You know, we, we, when we launched the land, you know, we were underneath, you know, maybe even we, we were underneath 100,000 registered users and we, we minted 150,000 plots. And it was a lot at the time, but, you know, with any level of growth, you know, even a tenth of what we've seen, like it would, like we knew it would surmount the number of people in the ecosystem relatively quickly. So, you know, we have, um, we have something like um, 600,000 registered accounts, you know, that, that means only one in four can own a plot. And, you know, we sold these plots in, in tracks that were a hundred and regions that were a thousand. And so there are a couple of people that own, you know, multiple regions. Uh, so the idea that everybody's going to get one plot isn't even possible now. It wasn't, it, it you know, at best you have 0.25 plots, but with, you can't fractionalize these. So uh, scarcity is a hell of a drug. And the things that we sold, we sold plots at $10 initially, and now they're $700, $800. But this, we sold out in June. So, you I know, see behind nine hundred and a thousand for plots now, and this one I'm looking at right now, the land region yeah. is basically what is that? Is that a thousand plots in a land yeah, region? It's a thousand plots, and I've seen them go for like seven hundred thousand dollars. There, there it is. This one sold on the fourteenth of October um, for approximately seven hundred thousand dollars. Like you could buy a serious, you know, piece of land and house for yourself uh, with that. that is- that is certainly more than my house. So like, yeah, it's, it's crazy to watch how this is going. Like, well, I think, I think mathematically or like financially, you know, my, my favorite story is we ran out of cards in June. We just now started selling them like in the last couple of days. Um, and when we sold out, like the market cap was something like 20 million. And now the, the, when I call the market cap, it's like, if you, if you look at all of the NFTs and you calculate what is the lowest list price and you add up how many in, are in existence and you combine that together, that's what we call the market cap. Uh, it's not really the market cap because you don't, NFT collections don't typically have market caps. So it's kind of like, you know, a, a square peg in a round hole, but you know, we, we've been tracking this number of what is all the NFTs worth. And when we sold out of our last edition, it was 20 million. And then it's up to like 225 or 230 right now. But that's before we could even sell packs, which meant that our players directly gained $180 million in value. And that that to me is just like an astounding accomplishment because like, you know, our number one goal is protect this ecosystem and grow this ecosystem and help return as much value to players as possible. And I'd say returning, you know, over $200 million to the players counts. We, 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 we did that. So, um, you know, of course, it's the ecosystem. It's everybody participating. But, I mean, we collectively, not just Splinterlands, but everybody in our community came together and did something pretty freaking amazing. 
and um, and and we're, it's paying dividends. All the work that all the people in this ecosystem do, all the hodlers, all the all the card renters. You know, we're seeing people uh, on on like the last day of the season. That's when you have the most rentals. We're over a million cards rented, and it's like sixty one million dollars per year is what that starts looking like at that rate. I mean, buy cards. This to me is like one of the coolest things that you can do in the game because I like people want passive income and. Um, you know, I've rented property before and you got to like change the gutters. You have to go like kick out crappy tenants. You have to like fix the plumbing and you got to repaint the house every now and then. There's all these taxes that you have to pay on all this crap. And with like card rentals, you just click a button and like money shows up in your account. It is the sweetest, coolest form of passive income I've ever seen. Um, and so there's just like all these weird elements. And and to to your question, like how did it really blow up? You know, one of the things that we did is we built our governance token and rather than put it on our blockchain that we're based on, which is Hive, you know, Hive is like this amazing technological um, like hard drive to use for us. It's 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 awesome. But like, you know, it's, it's still kind of an obscure token, even with a, a big dap like Splinterlands on it. And so the prices aren't that high and the capital markets aren't phenomenal. So we we're always trying to figure out how do we branch out to other blockchains? How do we branch out to other communities? And uh, so when we built our governance token, we put it on Binance Smart Chain because that's really like where a lot of the money is accumulated these days. And a lot of a lot of users are over there. People that have never heard of Hive uh, hadn't heard of Splinterlands. And we we put this thing out on, on Binance Smart Chain and um, that helped just blow up the game. And just so many people want to play and so many people are trying to earn this thing. You know, there's there's over uh, last time I checked, there was over 100,000 different accounts that own like Splinter Shards. That's that's pretty damn good. So, uh, yeah, there's just a ton of momentum. It's it's like eat, sleep, work on Splinterlands, repeat. There's there's so little breaks in my day. But uh, these are all first world problems because, you know, it's great to have a growing community. Great to have a lot of folks here. Great to see that the, the NFTs are gaining value and the players are growing their accounts and um just trying to stay on top and you know then we do shit like you know we do stuff like uh launch chaos legion which is our our latest edition and that too has just gone bananas i mean the uh part part of what we did like if you if you go into like any kind of economics decision or discussion with with people like one of the highest value things that you can have in an ecosystem is somebody to own the token and stake the token and the longer that they stake, the better it is for everybody. That's what you're hoping for. So what we did is we made this token called vouchers, which is basically stake days. And so what we said is that if you want to go buy packs from Splinterlands, we are going to charge $4 and a voucher. And that voucher only comes from the people that are staking our governance token. So, you know, even if I wanted to sell all of the packs tomorrow, I can't because we are purposely metering them out so that like our 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 tokens aren't just, you know, flooded into this market. We really wanted it to be, you know, like a slow rollout and force, you know, people to to stake SPS if they want to get the first dibs at the packs. And if that system has worked so beautifully i i'm like absolutely amazed and thrilled and like um it's just one of the coolest things that i think we've done so uh really happy with the progress of that
if I'm correct, um, Jesse, I, I should be stacking my vouchers until I get to a thousand. If I want a thousand packs, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't okay. don't do it like a couple at a time. Stake you know, like get your you get the biggest discount and the the most benefits like as you keep going up. So one thousand is a good target to have. Um, Two thousand is where you get to the twenty percent bonus packs. So you'll get, you know, the promo cards, which are, which are Dr. Blight, which is like a plague doctor theme. I'm, I'm like, I kind of love that character. You know, we live in like pandemic time. So having a, like a plague doctor running around, I mean, it's just perfect to me. Um, then, so you, you get this promo card, you can get some titles in the game and that helps you with the airdrop points. In addition to that, um, the top the top buyers of cards are going to get to be able to go design legendary cards in the game. So, like you know, people either mega whales themselves or people that pull together can actually go get their uh, their own character into the game. So, like one of the streamers is trying to put together Darth Squirrel, uh, which we think is pretty funny. So that that would be like a good. I don't know, maybe it's a death summoner, maybe it's a, a life summoner or like an earth summoner kind of gone a little crazy. But, um, you know, when those guys land, they just take these like super heroic positions. I don't know if you look at like squirrel landing ever, but it, it, they look like superheroes when they when they land. They're like punching the ground. It's they're they, they're awesome. So there's like this amazing pose that I think like a, a dark squirrel could actually pull off. But that's neither here nor there. I, mean, I guess the main thing is we got this Chaos Legion thing going. And I'd love to say, you know, hey, audience, come in, buy packs, and this is an incredible time. But you can't buy packs because the only way you can buy packs is if you stake SPS. Uh, you can go get these vouchers off of secondary markets. We got one that we work with a lot, which is tribaldex.com. And, you know, the vouchers are for sale there. But um, if you – but – it's nicer if you can just go in and like get your own um, get your own like vouchers just through the airdrop. Um, I don't know because like the, the vouchers are worth $20, right? So like this is, this is what's so amazing to me. Like we want to return as much value to the community as possible. That is our goal. So our packs, we sell for $4, but if you want it, you have to get a voucher, which is trading for 20. So $20 of the pack sale goes back to the community and only $4 comes to us. So like that to me is the perfect ratio. You know, I want, I want us to be making like 20% of the, the cash, whereas we want 80% going back to this distributed community. And I'm super excited about that. I mean, at, at these prices, we're giving something like $20 million back to token hodlers uh, through this voucher system. And um, like, that's incredible. You know, that there's not, there's not that many SPS out there and we're freaking giving $20 million worth of value to them just this month. Like, I think that's really powerful. That is incredible. And, it, and the way that the sale of chaos Legion packs is working right now is this is sort of the, the pre-sale period. Yep. So there will be a period after the 30 days of staking rewards where the sale opens up and, and anybody can just come in and buy all the packs that they want. Yeah. I think, I think we'll, I, I still got to talk to Matt, but I, I mentioned one idea of like how we want to use vouchers after right now you need vouchers to get the pack. And if you buy the packs, the bonus packs just come free. And I think what we'll do later is reverse that. So if you want to buy the packs, you can just come and buy them and you are eligible now to go get these bonus packs 
but you won't actually get them unless you spend the vouchers and basically pay the community to get your free bonus packs. It's more like you are eligible for the extra ones. And if you've been staking vouchers, then yeah, they're free. But if you haven't been staking vouchers, uh, 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 no, not for you. Like this is this is how we envision this. We're like, uh, we want the token holders, the people that buy and stake for the long term, they're the ones that get rewarded the most in the ecosystem. And so the voucher system, I think, enables that. You had one and a half million untamed packs. And now I'm like, once upon a time, I had some of these and I'm like, oh, I don't have any more betas, but I have plenty of untamed packs. In fact, I'm going to open one in a moment just for fun because that's what a game's about. Um, it took how long to sell 1.5 million of these? Um, yeah, that took us a little over a year. You, you know, we, okay. shoot, we shoot for about a year per edition. So, but you know, there's no crystal ball in the world that we could ever have that would like tell you it's exactly a year. But well, that you've we, got 10 times the supply on this and well, you true. have more than 10 times the player base. Yeah, we have something like 20 times the player base. And, and like if you if you look at like our daily actives at the time that most of uh, Untamed was out, you know, we were under 10,000 daily accounts playing for most of that. And if you look now, we're at 400,000. So See, 15 you know, million times $4 is wow, um, amazing. I These are going for about, uh, these Untamed packs are going for about $60, $70 right now. I'm burning one. Uh, because I've got the creator here with me. So that is lots of good mojo, right? Yeah. In terms yeah. of opening a pack. Did you did uh, you plug potions into that? Yeah, it's automatic. I've got potions. Okay, good. You definitely want your potions. All right. So if you hover over them, you can see if... Yeah. Uh, any, uh, not, nothing too special here. Right. Well, you know, one might be gold. You never know. I do see the potions are active. Man, if, if we don't get nothing, I'm going to feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. Instead, what we'll do is we'll just open another. Yeah, you got to break. I mean, that's like that's like 50 bucks in a pop right there. So thank you. <laughs> you know, it's exciting to, exciting to see. I, I already opened all mine because uh, like my my whole thing is I love renting these cards. So, oh, that's the Epic that, back there. Yeah, that's right, nice well, little Epic. There's my rare, my common, common and Pyromaniac. All right. Ooh, he's got All stealth. Right. I can't believe when I go into my cards and I go in here and I sort by rarity going uh, down that are owned that I have. Like I click on this one right here, Dark Hayon. It says it's worth $545 for this one card. Yeah. Yeah. You got, well, it's, you combined a couple in there. So that one's at yeah. level two mm-hmm. and it's at, uh, and you got five BCX. So what that means is, you've combined five cards together to make that one. So each one of those cards is worth over $100 a pop. Which, I combine yeah. everything. Is that is that good or bad? Like I've always combined my cards and now I, I have a minimal number of unique cards, but you can see that I've done a lot of combining. And a lot of my cards are out for rent right now too. Like you said, I'm earning um, deck every day for other people renting my cards. Yeah, I mean, I I've I have a combination of some that are combined and some that are level one. Um, sometimes you can get, I don't know, this market is weird, and I don't understand every single part of it. Sometimes you get great deals by uh, combining them and renting it at a slightly higher price. Sometimes the market wants it at the the level one. Um, 
Yeah, look at that. That's a $735 card uh, just for the single. You know, by the time you get up to like a max level, that's like a $7,000 plus card. So, uh, like, it's been crazy to watch some of this stuff. I saw I saw like a $20,000 card sale for one of our uh, our Alpha Legendaries recently. So, you know, we, we again, we it's not like we're on Ethereum, right? We didn't, we didn't want to build on Ethereum because we're like, the gas fees here are just too high and it's going to be stupid and people won't do NFT gaming on, on Ethereum and high gas fee chains. So we built somewhere else and where we built, you know, the capital markets aren't as good. So we've, we've really had to go build up from like a, a very low uh, price point to go get these cards up higher and higher and it's taken lots of time and lots of new accounts. But we're starting to get to like, you know, um, Ethereum level prices, you know, like when you're seeing some of these gold cards selling for a couple hundred bucks, you know, now, now we're in the like fractions of ETH and um, hopefully the DGENs will start taking more notice because one, one of the things that's been like so crazy about our community is that we really are a bunch of like nerdy gamers. You don't, you don't see as many of like the investor class or the flippers or the, or the other people here, they just haven't arrived yet. And like most of the folks here will tell you things like, yeah, back in uh, 2006, I was on the Magic Pro Tour for uh, for a number of months. You know, they just say that kind of stuff all the time, but they don't say like, yeah, I used to work at Goldman Sachs and uh, now I just flip NFTs and JPEGs for my, my living. You know, so like, you know, when the, the guys are here, the most of our players are like, you know, the hardcore gamers rather than the guys that are just tossing money at stuff. So, um I don't know. There, there's, there's still, there's still ways that I think people can get in on this, and it's still early days because, like you said, you know, we got six hundred thousand um, paid accounts, and like that, that is a lot for blockchain. That is a ton for blockchain. But like to put that in perspective, Roblox is like one hundred thirty million DAU, like daily active users. So our six hundred thousand paid accounts for like big gaming is still absolutely nothing. You know, like the last time I checked, Hearthstone was at like 3.5 million DAU. So I, I still have like another 10x to go before I'm just like Hearthstone level. So let alone like Minecraft or Roblox level. So yeah, m- the- maybe uh, maybe the Hearthstone is a fair comparison, but comparing yourself to Roblox is literally like comparing yourself to a, a developing country. So. <laughs> Well, and, you know, that's that's what a lot of these big software projects become, you know, like the EU actually have a, about as much like economic power as a developing nation. And, you know, I, I hope to see Splinterlands up there, too. You know, it's our goal to go build kind of this digital nation of people that believe in freedom, believe in liberty, that believe in peace and want to interact without necessarily having to go ask every single person for permission Please, sir, may I send my my money or my my property to this other gentleman? Please, sir, do I own this or not? You know, and and so uh, we enable a lot of trade. We enable a lot of freedom. Um, it's been pretty cool. You know, there's there's like a Venezuelan population that plays our game a lot, and they don't always own a ton of things, but you know, they'll often be the ones playing uh, decks either for themselves or other people. So like I, I know of a handful of uh, Venezuelan doctors that make more money playing Splinterlands than they do as doctors in Venezuela. And so like uh, I feel like there's aspects to our game where we're really we're really changing the world for people. Uh, you know, like the uh, the Philippines is really locked down and Axie Infinity helped put that uh, play to earn documentary out. They got a whole bunch of Filipinos playing. 
And there's a lockdown that's like really strict there. So you can't always work and operate and do all the things that you used to do. And play to earn has been like a really giant saving grace to that entire economy for, you know, the, the folks stuck at home. And, you know, I, I always think of it as like, you know, the moms that are at home are like a, a perfect audience for this. You know, it's like the baby's asleep for an hour. It doesn't mean that you have like a full-time job that you can go do, but maybe you could go grind a couple matches, make a little bit of money for your family. And that little bit of money in certain countries is like, you know, helps pay the rent. You know, that that's that's how I envision a lot of these things working. And uh, that's the feedback. I get feedback from players that like my favorite posts are like the play to earn journey of like, hey, I just paid off my mother-in-law's debts and I bought her a car. And here's the picture, thanks Splinterlands. Uh, wow. I got, I got, it was, it's been a couple of weeks because it, it got a little bit quiet for a moment while uh, all the cards had finished selling out. But I was getting a whole bunch of emails being like, Hey, Agrod, I just wanted to thank you. Um, because of, because of what we've done in Splinterlands, I'm now a millionaire and, um, and it's just an incredible journey. Thank you so much. Uh, PS, please build some tax software for us. And, I, and there was like a week or two where I got about six or seven of those. Which was uh, which was pretty awesome. So it's been it's been a wild ride, and um, you know, with Chaos Legion coming out, it's like a whole another opportunity for people to get in. Uh, you probably need to wait another month if you haven't been staking SPS before. You know, like the the general audience has a chance to get in here, but um, but I'm pumped. Like it, the growth has been outrageous. The like servers are, are at the brink all the freaking time. My devs, my devs show sign of like some kind of trauma. Like any time that there's like a slowdown, I can just see them all like getting a little little twerk eyed and, and uh, jumpy over it. But uh, you know we're we're working our way through it, and um, you know it, those are all bullish problems to have, and uh, everything oh, seems like it's it's solvable. Well, we're cheering for you, and I, I know that this journey is really just starting as we're talking now. We thought, you know, last time you were on were the early days. These are still the early days, and next time we have you back, you're going to – I predict that your 15 million packs are going to go faster than you think they're going to go, faster than what you saw from previous because the onboard – there's going to be serious FOMO for people wanting to get in and uh, eventually splinter lens, the, uh, the TV show, right. That's, that's yeah. uh, a media we're, company. We're trying to do more like regular collectibles and just have like, you know, comics and content and story. And, you know, it, it, it's great that we have this game and like a lot of fun and there's, it's a great community, but even better than that is like, there's this whole lore aspect of who are these characters you know they don't it's not it's not programmatic art all of these characters look so much different from each other and so like you get into that and you're like who is this who is that what is the lore tell me the story and you know with like the chaos legion we have dr blight and you know there's plague spreading all over the the splinterlands and uh that's a great uh, theme and then you get into like who are the different summoners? And then you find out that all these summoners were, were people in our community that bought the rights to, to build out their character. And like, you can go hang out with the guy that's like behind Yoden Zaku in Discord because they're real people and they're out there. And uh, I don't know, it's just that lore aspect It is like, you know, I, I, when I was playing World of Warcraft for a while, you would, you would see people that knew like the World of Warcraft lore better than they know the Bible. Right. And so like, or whatever religion that they ascribe to, they would know uh, wow better than that. 
And uh, that's how deep that people will get into this. The like that token style lore just drives people in and they never want to leave because they love these characters. And so I want to I want to be able to provide that to people. I want these like really touching human stories, uh, some of it good and some of it like, let's go help all these people. And some of it terrible of like, look at what happens when bad people do bad things and uh, tell all these different stories and uh, turn this place into you know, a, a community that's building these stories collectively together. So. Zach, have you seen this this Doctor Blight character? I have seen that Doctor Blight character. Yeah. Uh, we we have a Plague Doctor in Blockchain Heroes as well, because I'm a huge fan of the Plague Doctor aesthetic. Yeah. I think that there is a yeah. lot of unexplored potential in the archetype, even when they're a, a more malevolent character that's more like responsible for some disaster taking place rather than someone who's seeking to cure the ailments of the land but yeah. no yeah, big fan of that type of imagery. i'm actually i'm gonna show i don't know if you've seen this jesse or not but here is uh, there's doc oh, from, nice. uh, from blockchain heroes that's like a, he, he's got like a little bit of a, a gambit feel to him you know a little bit like, yeah i could see him being from the bayou Hi, hey, y'all, we're going to have to go solve up this here plague. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, always a pleasure to talk to you, dude. Thanks for uh, for coming back and um, just keep trucking on what you're doing. We love Splinterlands. And uh, if you guys aren't playing yet, go. It's still early. Splinterlands.com. Get in the mix. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. That sounds awesome. Joel, Zach, thanks for having me back. And it's always good to see you guys. All right, man. You as well. Bye. Wow, what a what a huge success, and um, it's really just getting started. What is the opposite of a canary in the coal mine? You know, the purpose of a canary in the coal mine is to warn everyone when shit's about to hit the fan. Splinterlands <laughs> is the inverse of that. Get in here. Yes, <laughs> it's pile on. It's time. Let's go. Well, I mean, it's the 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 the, the guy with the trumpet right on the hillside. You know, the making the herald, herald the herald. That should be the character. Harold is his name. And uh, he, he beckons people to come forth into yonder splinter lens. Um, okay, a couple more things I want to cover here. First of all, is a, um, about a month or so ago, we had the goons of Balatrun on the show. A generative project that got our attention. I bought some goons. I got some goons. And I wanted to give an update because I love when I see roadmaps that are actually going somewhere. Getagoon.com. They sold out the the collection. And uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to their Medium article that's got their their whole update. But I want to pull this up. They're doing a goon factory. Uh, let's take a look here. Dude, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Go back, go back. Just we we have to spend thirty seconds on this. Yeah. This this map is their interactive site menu. All yes. of these locations, you can mouse over them, and there's an an animation that plays for each one. It's like old school Neopets. Which, by the way, if you'll notice my background intentionally today, I pulled up the old school image map from my first website. This is from 1995. I'll step out of the way. World right, and that functions exactly the same way because you had animations when you would mouse over each part, yeah, and there the rocket would do this. Yeah, so it's very. There's the Citadel of Greece, the Trap and Bear, non fungibles. Like a, a little little sheep comes walking across. There's the Goonsmith, which is your blacksmith. The Hoof Bastion. Look at the bats flying around. There, there's so much soul in this kind of thing. I really appreciate. 
the right. extra effort they went to to do this. Let's, uh, I'm going to take a look. I'm going to turn the sound on. Let's see if you guys can hear it. I have not watched this yet. I love that we're seeing this type of uh, of movement in generative. Right. Hold, hold on. We need to like spell out what what that character creator was all about because yeah. this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. We've seen so many of these avatar based projects, but that that character creator, the point of that is to graduate your avatar into a full body character that's usable in their play to earn game. Correct. And oh the play God. to earn game is is coming with the Troon token. Um, let's see what the the floor of these is right now. Uh, let me actually go to the collection because sometimes OpenSea doesn't give us the right picture here. Floor is 0.135 ETH for one of these. They've done 2,700 ETH in volume on these. And so you can grab one off the floor here if uh, <laughs> they're all I, I just I like the art. That's why I bought them in the first place. I'll look at this guy with the ashtray hat. <laughs> I like the art on them, and they are launching a, um, a Troon token. Uh, they actually did their first snapshot yesterday, but every 10 days they're doing another snapshot. And then uh, if your goons are not for sale, you qualify for extra Troon tokens that you'll then be able to stake um, and earn more Troon. Uh, and the, the game is coming. There's a Goon Cards Marketplace on Layer 2 in December, and the P, uh, play-to-earn PvP card battle game comes first quarter next year. Think Hearthstone meets Gods Unchained. That's what and, they're going for here. And they have an animated series that they've all and it, released the first episode of. Where is that on here somewhere? Did I miss it? Um, yeah, if you go to... Uh, how did oh, I look? There's more down here. The Gob Tales, probably, probably here. Yeah, they have comics too, which is where you're. you're oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, these um, are hilarious. I, I ended up on the About Us page, which is where I saw that they they have an animated series. But if if you look up Goons of Balatrune on YouTube, um, it should pop up. Getagoon.com. Um, you know, this is not NFT advice. This is go check it out if you like it and you think that the roadmap is uh, is is what you would enjoy. Then um, then go pick one up off the floor. Well, Just scoop it up because because they're all that you know. There's different rarities and the the more common ones are going to be on the floor, but they get you the same access, right? And if you're looking for access to the community, then the floor. I I go to the floor all the time. It just if I want into the community. Look at what they have on this roadmap. So they, they have designed this project with two factions to start, which is the Bulls and the Bears. Mm -hmm. And then onboarding, a third, a fourth, and a fifth faction are part of the roadmap. And those are uh, like, it sounds to me, the obvious implication there is that there are going to be new avatar projects, uh, which likely inherit functionality. Look, look at this right here, Zach. So the Goon Cards Airdrop Bonanza is part of the expansion. Each NFT, so if you own a Goon, you're airdropped a set of 40 cards that are going to be used in the game. So you get 40 NFTs per Goon that you own. That's creating value. Right. Lots, lots of value on this roadmap. Uh, I like it. I've got several Goons. Uh, Zach's got a Goon. Go to getagoon.com and, uh, and check it out and see what you think. So get a Goon. Goon-tastic.
Um, now this, <laughs> two projects that we're going to point out, both near and dear to, to our hearts here because we're involved in both of these. Uh, if you missed out on the Blockchain Heroes Hero Report last night, we talked a little bit about Sneaker Wars. Uh, this is Mark Skeppes. Uh, he is a, a fashion shoe designer, a sneaker designer. This is a collaboration that has Blockchain Heroes in it. And uh, Chris, let's go ahead and, and run the uh, short promotional video about sneaker wars. so blown away at what he's created and you you know being the creative mind behind blockchain heroes gave the greatest praise to this collection yeah you know it, it almost feels like uh we've been showing up a little on some of our own characters we did a great job with series one but holy crap that genesis rendition is amazing yeah, these really next level. So eat, there's 19 characters in the set. It is going to be a pack sale on Solana. One soul gets you a five. Actually, I think it's a six card pack. I think each one comes with a pack that's going to be used for a mechanism. So five either characters or sneakers, 19 characters, each with their own associated sneaker. And a metaverse called the Arcverse is being built. There will be a game and utility with these uh, these characters the cypherpunks uh going against chaotic corp greedy chaotics and uh, if you go to the website at sneakerwars.com you can see all the different characters and their sneakers uh, but one of the most amazing things in it is in this set there's going to be 10 mythic cards that if you get this sneaker you'll actually be able to get this physical sneaker and it's the same for, for all of the non-blockchain hero uh, sneakers in the set. These are physical that you'll be able to actually claim. And so people are going to be cracking packs. This is 9,500 packs. It's on Solana on Halloween at uh, 4 UTC, 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Go to the website, sneakerwars, snkrwars.com, and make sure you get in the Discord because there will be giveaways there. Uh it's going to be amazing. I'm in the market for a new pair of shoes. Yeah, there you go. Now, this one, we're going to go more in depth in a future show, but your project, Draco Dice, is coming up on uh, the following week, November 6th. And uh, we actually we got some great coverage today in uh, Gary V's publication, 137pm.com. In fact, it's probably still on the, uh, the main page 
right now. Let me pull it up here. We'll take a look. Come on, Gary. Site load. Here we go. Uh oh. <laughs> we oh didn't no. Find the net. Are they having? It's going to load again. Look at that. I love that load screen. It's a great loading animation. It really is. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe my bandwidth is just struggling. Everything. There we go. Yep. There it is right there. Draco dice provides a potential use case for NFT tech. It's not going to be a potential use case for very long because it is coming. It's right. going to be here. <laughs> it's going to be a real use case. Uh, we will go more in depth on the project in the future, but Chris, go ahead and roll this video that, uh, we just finished. I mean, are you just beside yourself, giddy, or what? Hey, I, dude, this is when when Agrod was describing what Splinterlands was to him and how it consumed his data. That is how I feel with Draco Dice. So, if you're not up to speed on what it is that we're building, Draco Dice are the dice of the internet. It's a new, legitimate standard for digital assets for gaming NFTs that are designed to be cross blockchains you can transfer them back and forth between different chains and you can use them in multiple video games we're releasing a, a video game to start and there's going to be another one in the future one way or another uh and these are all uh custom made they're non-generative we've been working with a, a veteran disney designer to create all of them and if you are seeing this live or if you catch this within the next hour or two, there is a giveaway going on in our Discord where we're giving away the first Miner Pack IOU. We're releasing on November 6th, but if you win the giveaway, you can get a free pack on launch day that's going to have all of the assets you need to play the video game that's coming out around the same time. I am so ridiculously proud of you. I mean, I've watched your whole journey through the gaming world, you know, from the moment we got an N64, you know, up until now and all the, uh, the iterations in between. And this is as lovingly crafted with the gamer, the player, the human in mind as anything that I've seen. And uh, I think it's going to be a huge success. Absolutely. And this, this journey is just getting started much in the same way that Splinterlands was. If you thought you were early on Splinterlands, well, you have some opportunity here. And we appreciate you joining us today. If you're watching on the YouTubes, then hit subscribe, ring the bell, tell a friend, leave a comment, send uh, Satoshis, copious, pounds, uh, copious amounts of Dogecoin, whatever it is you want. No, we don't need your money. We just like when you watch and uh, review us. Of course, if you're watching on any of the other platforms, you can also subscribe there. Most of you listen to the show 
which I still don't understand, but we're glad you're there. If you want to see the video version, it's embedded in the show notes each week. So you're like, all right, I've got to see these dice they're talking about here. Nifty.show forward slash 103 is where you will find the show notes for this episode with all the links. And uh, Zach, thanks for uh, joining me for another great episode today. It was a pleasure. And stay nifty. No, we don't stay nifty. We stay bad. We stay bad. But we keep it nifty. Keep it nifty. Okay.